It seems like everybody I talk to wants a massive Instagram following. They want a K at the end of their name. They want to be able to have the swipe up feature. And it's all under the guise of wanting to grow their business. But at the end of the day, YouTube is a much better platform than Instagram if you actually want to put money in your pocket. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 56 of the Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran, pumped to hang out with you today. I hope you are doing well during this pandemic. I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe. Uh, It has been a crazy couple of months for many of us, all of us really, at the end of the day. Uh, And it's just been fun to hear sort of the wins and successes that many of you are having with your businesses, ironically, in the middle of the end of the world, as it were. Supposedly, the media tells us that. And it's cool and encouraging to hear a lot of your success stories. So if you have them, whether it's just a little bit of growth on your email list or whether it's launching a new product or maybe it's a record month, all of those things are things that have actually happened with my students, then please leave me a comment below if you're watching on YouTube email in graham at grahamcochran.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, let me know how your business is doing. And if it's not doing well, let me know as well. What do you need to hear on this show? What kind of help do you need right now to sustain your business, to grow your business? Or maybe you are starting a business. Maybe you're like me. I started my business in the middle of a global recession, 2009. It was an awful time. I lost two jobs in one year. And that was sort of the weird world I began my first online business. Maybe that's you. Maybe you want to grow a business or you have a brick and mortar business that has been shut down and you need to make money somehow, some way. And you've realized I need to be online like yesterday. I need to have some kind of digital product or offering like yesterday. Well, I want to help you speed up that process. I have a 30-day online income jumpstart guide I want to give you. It's a checklist. It's no fluff. It's not even a long read. It's not an ebook, for goodness sake. We don't have time for that. It is just step one. Do this in week one. Do this in week two, week three. And by week four, you can go from having no clue what you would even offer online or who to sell it to or how to sell it or whatever, from no clue to 30 days later making your first sale. I want to help you do that. I want to give that guide to you absolutely free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. Or if you're watching on YouTube, the link's below, grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart to get my online income jumpstart, my 30-day checklist to making money. It'll help you. It's a gift I can give you to at least get you started. And what you'll end up doing when you put this in place is kind of building the framework for an online business that could scale. It's not going to be piddly money long-term. I mean, it might be small at the beginning, but it'll be the same type of framework that I've built both of my businesses on. So I hope you enjoy that, grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. Today, we're going to talk about two very popular platforms, YouTube and Instagram. And before we jump in, um, just know that I love both of these platforms, okay? I'm not going to hate on Instagram, even though it sounds like I am. Um, I'm really trying to expose a fundamental flaw in many people's thinking about these platforms. Um, I hope you are here because you want the truth about what's working right now. I hope you're here because you want the truth about what's going to set you up for success with your business. That's what I want to do in today's episode. Um, I want you to grow your business and make money and serve a lot of people. 
So what I thought I would do is explain some misconceptions about both YouTube and Instagram. They both have their place. I'm not opposed to either one. Um, I use both, but you got to know the differences. And I think there's, I continue to get conversations and questions regarding this. Uh, and really the idea for this episode was spurred because I was on a live summit with my buddy, Ryan Coral, who's a super talented entrepreneur, educator. Um, he's got an amazing podcast, uh, the Studio Sherpas podcast, which is great if you're a videographer, have a videographer business. Uh, he's got an amazing show that just breaks down how to grow your online vi or your video business, I should say. Uh, and then his company, Tell Studios, is, is great. He does great work. But he put together this beautiful uh, summit. Uh, and on the summit, we did a little live Q&A portion. And at the end, um, somebody asked, one of the questions was, Graham, what is the best way? I've got a YouTube channel, which I thought was great. I want to hear YouTube, like happy songs play in my head. I got a YouTube channel. Um, but I, what I want to do is grow um, my YouTube and grow my Instagram. Like, how do I get more people on Instagram to know what I'm doing on YouTube? And how do I grow my Instagram at the same time? And it was just kind of a, a, a general, normal, good question that typical people ask, but a little convoluted because at the end of the day, it was like, how do I grow? I want to grow Instagram. I want to grow YouTube. Um, and I get versions of this question like, Graham, how do I speed up my growth on Instagram? How do I get bigger on Instagram? And it's the wrong question to be asking. So we're going to talk about that today because what you want to be asking is how do I grow my business, right? So let's let's start out by distinguishing YouTube and Instagram, and this will make more sense. This will be super practical. And if you want to know how to leverage YouTube specifically, stay to the end of this episode. I'm going to walk you through the four-step process that I use real quick on how to actually leverage YouTube for business growth because it's different than how YouTubers use it. Okay, and we'll get to that in a minute. Number one, you gotta understand that YouTube is not a social media platform. I think a lot of people are confused about that. It's not social media. It's a search engine. It's a search engine. It's a content platform. You know, people upload videos, but it's one giant search engine. YouTube.com or the YouTube app is the second most visited website in the world every single day. And it has been for over a decade. Second most visited website in the world. You know what's number one? Yeah, you do. It's Google. And Google and YouTube are the same company. They're both owned by Alphabet, right? So it's the same company. So they're dominating the internet, by the way. Why? Because they're search engines. They're gateways to the rest of the internet. Does that make sense? It's where people go to start, to start anything. So YouTube is not a social media platform, although it has a social aspect to it, right? People can leave comments, but it's not a social media platform. It is a search engine. And the moment you, you let that sink in in your brain, the moment you realize, wait a second, I need to approach YouTube very differently than I approach Instagram. If you put content consistently out on YouTube, you're also probably going to show up on Google. Because Google, since they finally bought YouTube a while back, will pull video results. For example, like if you type in Kajabi on YouTube, you're going to see my video. If you type in Kajabi on Google, it's going to show my video on the Google results page also. That's a two for one. That's a BOGO right there. That's SEO BOGO if you want to throw a bunch of letters together, right? 
That's incredible where I can shoot one video like a year ago. And now when someone types in Kajabi, which is an online platform for hosting your products, selling your products, building your business around, right? So if someone who's heard about it or is curious about it types it in, well, they're going to find me in two places on Google and on YouTube, all from one YouTube video. And think about what search engines are used for. They are where people go. They're where you go every day to search for stuff, right? What what is it that we want as business owners? We want and would love for people to be searching for us instead of us having to like put out a megaphone and be like, please buy my crap, you know? We, We would rather in an ideal world have people coming to us. Like just like when you were in middle school or high school and you wanted guys or girls to like you, wouldn't it feel better in high school or middle school to be the guy or the girl that everyone wants to be with and they flock to as opposed to you like having to go ask every single person, hey, do you want to go out with me? You want to go to the dance? Like it's way better to have people come to you while you sit back and feel like you're awesome than to have to go bug people if they want to like you or hang out with you or date you, right? Search engines are perfect. If people are searching for stuff related to what you do, you better show up there. Like that's the number one place you should be. And if you were to go back in time, even just 10 short years ago, business owners understood this like fundamentally, right? Back in the day, it was Google AdWords. It was search engine optimization. And it still is to a large degree. But all people talked about in 2010 and before, 2009, when I got started, um, was showing up in Google search results. And that's how businesses got found. But nowadays, people don't talk about that as much. And when I say people, that's a generic blanket statement, but I'm thinking of younger millennial and younger newbie business owners. When they think of being discovered, they think of Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok or Facebook. And I understand why, because think about it. A lot of us grew up with those platforms. You know, if you're an old millennial like me, right? I, I grew up with it from college on. If you're a young millennial, you grew up with it in you know middle of high school and on, right? Um, Generation Z, they're born with these platforms. They come out the womb doing TikTok dances, right? It's, it's what we know. So when we think of the internet, that's what we think of because that's where a lot of people are. And so you think, well, I should be there where a lot of people are. And that's why I get the questions of, Graham, how do I grow my Instagram following so that I can... I guess the the follow-up question is why so that I can have a business that makes money? But they're asking the wrong question and they're going to the wrong place to be found. If you want to be found, go to where people are looking for stuff, right? Search engines are where people are looking for stuff. Every day, Google and YouTube, google.com, youtube.com, the Google app, the YouTube app, that is where everybody in the world is every day starting internet searches, looking for stuff. You better be there. Let's contrast that with Instagram, right? Instagram is a connecting platform. It's not a content platform. We'll talk about your content and how that relates to the search engine aspect in a minute. But Instagram is a connecting platform. And you can say the same for Facebook. You can say the same for Twitter. I'm just picking on Instagram because it's it's the, you know, the holy child of, of social media. It's what everybody loves. It's like the the golden the golden goose, right? Everybody wants to be on Instagram, wants to be big on Instagram. Um, 
but it's a connecting platform. That's what it is. I'm not saying it's not powerful. Don't hear me out. Hear me say that. It is a powerful tool, but it's not a content platform or a search engine, right? So people log on to do what? To connect, to stalk people, to just watch people's lives. It's fun. It's a distraction. It's what you do when you're in your car and you pull up. This is a, can I just rant for a second? I hate this. You're in your car. You, you, you're getting close to the red light. And, and, and you're about to stop at the, the line. There's a line. I don't know if you've ever driven on a street that's paved with cars in the modern world, but there's a traffic light, and then there's usually a big white line, which is where you're supposed to stop. Um, and right about a car's length from that white line under the ground is a sensor. I don't know if you know that, but it's a sensor under the ground that can tell if there's a car on it, which tells the traffic lights whether they should turn green or not for that lane because there's a car there. I know it's crazy, right? But if you're a modern-day person, you drive up and you stop well before that white line, a car's length or two, because you can't wait to get on your phone and look at Instagram. And then the car behind you that's got Graham in it, good old Graham, is looking around you and realizing this light's never going to turn green because this schmuck in front of me is not even on the, the sensor because he couldn't wait to whip out his phone and look at someone else's life. I know I'm being mean, I'm being mean. But it is a real problem, folks. I love that you're stopping early. I'd rather you stop sooner than like go out into the middle of the intersection. But please, can we not look at our phones for five seconds? Okay, I'm off my soapbox. But that's what Instagram's for. It's when you got time to kill, you jump on it and you're like, oh my gosh, look at that vacation she's on. Oh my gosh, look at what he had for dinner. Oh my gosh. Look at this kitten that's fighting another kitten or those cats that like freak out when they see a cucumber. You ever seen those videos? That's Instagram. It's fun. It's a distraction. It's not where people are going to search for you or to search for your business or to check out your products. It's not really. It's a connecting platform. Now, content on Instagram can be useful, right? I put content on Instagram. Um, problem with it is that it's not evergreen. And we've talked about this before. It disappears. It disappears uh, in your feed as you post more stuff. And if it's on stories, it disappears in 24 hours. Instagram stories is really where it's at. Honestly, if you look at the metrics of where people are interacting with the platform, stories kind of is dominating. And that's 24 hours and it's gone. Now, I know there's IGTV and some of you Instagrammers are like, but IGTV... Yes, again, I get it. That's better. They're trying to like be everything, right? They're trying to be Instagram. They're trying to be Snapchat. And they're trying to be YouTube and slap it all to one. And I get it. But at the end of the day, Instagram will never be YouTube. It will never be a search engine. It's just not built for that. It will have lots of people on the platform, but they're not going there to discover you. They're going there for some reprieve, for some distraction, for some entertainment, um, for some, you know, jealous, you know, voyeuristic, I don't know, thing. It's it's not that useful for discovery or for creating content in terms of leveraging your time, right? Because the content's gone. Now, what is it great for? It's great for things like polling your audience. Oh my gosh. In an instant, you can know a lot about what your audience likes or doesn't like. My wife uses this very well on social, on um, stories, excuse me. She'll be doing a photo shoot and she'll be, Insta-storying, is that a verb? And then she will throw up a poll like, which color combination do you like better? Which props do you like better? 
do you want to see more images that have, you know, like iPhones in them or tablets in them? Like she'll just ask stuff and people will instantly give them answers or poll, answer the polls. And she'll know within an instant the pulse of her people. It's great for getting the pulse in an instant of your audience, which is a very powerful tool. So it's great for that for you. It's great for staying top of mind because it's where everybody goes for distraction. It's good to pop up there and exist there, right? And and just remind them that you exist. It's really, really good for that. So it's great for a brand to be on Instagram. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. And then it's great for you to be able to share updates. Hey friends, this weekend I'm doing a live event. Hey friends, check this out. I'm doing this. Hey, you know, just letting you know I'm working on something cool. It's just a cool way to drop nuggets of info to your people uh, outside of your traditional platforms like email, right? It's just a great way to update your people. It's sort of like, again, it disappears. So it's good if there's something happening, if you're doing a book tour, let's say you're an author and you're doing a book tour and you're gonna be in Chicago this week and I know no one's in Chicago right now because unless you live in Chicago because we're not traveling. But if that were happening, which it will again, um, you'd be able to update your people. Say, hey, my Chicago friends, I'm gonna be in town this weekend. So it's very much like happening right now, right? That's that's a lot of what Instagram's good for. There are other things that it's good for too. So don't, don't hate on me, bro, when you're like, I know, but it's great for DMs. People follow me, they DM me and I get business from it. Yes, yes, it's possible. But what I want you to think about, I'm not saying Instagram is useless. I'm just saying YouTube is better for most businesses to get business. If you want to grow your business, what do you need? You need leads. These are prospects, potential clients or customers, right? Always, we always need fresh leads. Businesses thrive off of leads. And while you can get leads from Instagram, and like many do, and that's why people want big followings so they can have everyone see what they're doing and then they get a bunch of DMs and they can maybe work out a deal or get customers or clients. That's a cumbersome, slow, not scalable way to get leads as compared to YouTube, which is a leads machine. And it starts with the fact that it's one of the, it's the second most visited website in the world that it is a search engine. So it's bringing a certain type of person, a person who's in a certain type of mindset. They are ready to discover you. They're looking for something. They're not just looking for entertainment. Although people use YouTube for just entertainment, they're looking for something. You should be there. It's a great place to get leads. Um, but even then, I think people who are like, okay, grandma, I get it. I love YouTube. I want to be on YouTube. They think of YouTube as a place for YouTubers. YouTubers? YouTubers. Whatever, right? They think of the massive million, two million subscriber following, big influencers, people who are doing funny stuff, who just have a uh, like a live streaming show with lots of people tuning in, who do comedy, who do entertainment, who don't sell stuff traditionally. Maybe they sell merch. But... They're, that's like what they have in mind when they think of YouTube. Like, I'll never be that big or I want to be that big. No, 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 no. A, we don't need to be that big to make a living on YouTube. B, the goal isn't to grow a big YouTube following. Just like the goal isn't to grow a big Instagram following. The goal is to grow your business. And you got to be so clear about this. If you find yourself even YouTubing, again, this is great. If, if you're an Instagram guru, it's you should have, be, have content on YouTube. Just look at the Instagram gurus. They're smart. They have YouTube content because what are people doing? When you want to learn how to be an Instagrammer, you don't type that into Instagram. You type that into YouTube or Google, right? I mean, think about how obvious this is. 
people go to YouTube and, 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 and Google to learn how to do stuff. So even if you want a big Instagram following, you're typing it in on YouTube and who's showing up, who's getting your eyeballs and eventually your money when you buy their course on Instagram? YouTubers, people who are putting out content on YouTube. So trust me when I say this, even the Instagram gurus know that they need to be on YouTube because that's where people are to type in stuff. So all that to say, um, you might be saying like, I wanna grow a big Instagram following and you're on YouTube and you're looking it up and you're finding the Instagram gurus who are gonna tell you exactly how to do that, how to grow your Instagram following. And they might be 100% right, but you're asking the wrong question. People have made a living selling you content. That's exactly what you want. They're not doing anything wrong or anything immoral. They're selling you exactly what you want, but it's not what you need. And it's all, it's all your fault and my fault for asking the wrong questions. How do I grow a big YouTube following? How do I grow a big Instagram following? Who cares? That's not what we're in the business to do. We're in the business to sell product, to sell your service, whatever it is you want to sell to make money. And the best way to make money is to sell a product or service that you own or control. So if that's true, you're asking, how do I grow my business? Well, okay, there's different tools you can use, different strategies you can employ. One of the best ones is to be on YouTube and to do what I'm about to share with you how to do. But keep in mind, that's a different question than saying, how do I grow my Instagram following? How do I grow my YouTube channel? Neither of those matter. How do I grow my business? That's what matters. And here's one way, a really good way to do it. It's to create content on YouTube. Do you see the difference? It's interesting because on one side of things, I have, so I have two businesses. One, the Recording Revolution, like half a million subscribers on YouTube or more, right? The Graham Cochran brand, it's very new, not nearly as much. Maybe maybe 9,000, maybe 10,000 subscribers. Way different, okay? Both are big businesses, right? Both put a lot of, lot of money into my pocket. I could look at the Graham Cochran YouTube channel and say, oh, it's so much smaller. Not as many views, not as many subscribers, not as many likes as my other channel. But it puts money in my pocket. It's a, it's a money machine. It, it does exactly what I've designed it to do. I don't, I'm not on the platform here to grow a massive following. Now, if I do my job, if I do what I'm about to show you, it will grow. That's how the recording revolution started. It can't not grow, but that's not my goal. My goal is to sell product and to serve customers and to grow a business. And I'm using YouTube to do it. Does that make sense? Am I beating a dead horse? Okay. Um, all that to say, one final thought, and then I'll break it down. The, the way we, the short of the way we use YouTube and the way I use it on both my platforms and the way I highly recommend you do it and the way I teach my students to do it every time is we don't need a big following. We don't need big views because big views, like the people that are doing a million views a, a, a day or a million views a week or a million views a month, like they're trying to get as many views as possible. Why? Because they make money off of ad revenue. And the only way to get high, high, high amounts of ad revenue that are worth your time is to have tons of views and frequent views. So they have to have a massive following. They have to blow up and then they have to keep those eyeballs. And that's just a losing game. All we need to do is show up in some YouTube search results. That's it. 
We just need to show up in a few YouTube search results for a few common keywords that are in your your topic or niche, and then obviously deliver a video that's compelling. But let me show you how this breaks down. See the difference? We don't need a big audience. We just need to show up where our target audience is searching. Okay, let me break down. There's four, four steps here. Four steps on how to use YouTube for your business. I've taught this before. I'm going to condense it here for you just to make it clear and to just cast some vision for you in case you're like, all right, Graham, yeah, I get it. I've been one of those people that's saying I need a big Instagram following. I want to have more people on my Facebook page. I want to have even a big YouTube following. And maybe I'm seeing the light, but what do I do? How do I treat YouTube as my business's ally? What do I do with it? Okay, you ready? Simple. Step one, create relevant content that your audience is looking for. Sounds obvious enough, right? Create relevant content that your audience is looking for. It's not so obvious. Don't make content that you want to make. Don't just throw out videos that you think are cool. Although you you should be making content that you believe in, that you like talking about. Like I love talking about business, so I could do it all day long. This is fun for me. If nobody watches, I at least get some satisfaction out of doing it. Um, But here's how you make relevant content that people are looking for. You just stop and think. What is my ideal customer typing into YouTube right now? That's it. This is not hard. It's not hard. You don't need some kind of plugin or tool or app to like tell you what trendy keywords. No, no, no. It's simpler than that. Stop and think. Who is your target market? Like who can you help? Who, Who at the end of the day would love your stuff and ultimately want to buy your products, right? What are they thinking right now? And what are they typing into YouTube right now? Like, really, what are they typing in? So, for example, I always use fitness as an example. I'm not a fitness instructor, so I'll probably say things that are wrong, but I'm a human being. If I was a fitness instructor trying to build an online brand around fitness, if I were to stop and think, what would my target market be typing into YouTube right now? Well, if my target market is um, women, who aren't super fit. So we're not talking about bodybuilders. We're not talking about pro athletes or triathletes. We're talking about normal women who want to lose some weight and get in shape. What are they typing into YouTube right now? Well, there might be some very broad things they might type in, like how to lose weight as a woman. No, that should be a video. It should be called how to lose weight if you're a woman. Um, They might be typing in how does intermittent fasting work? Does intermittent fasting work? Because they might've heard about, oh, intermittent fasting, that's the secret. You should have a video about how to lose weight with intermittent fasting. You should probably have lots of videos about intermittent fasting. If there's a trendy diet, like how to lose weight on paleo, you should probably have a video on that. If there's how to lose weight on keto, does keto really work? Like, is keto safe? Like, just basic questions. Like people use YouTube like as a question and answer. They ask YouTube and Google a question that they would be afraid to ask their friend or that they would ask their friend if they thought their friend were knowledgeable and wouldn't make fun of them. They, they want to know. Like men, I was thinking about, there's a guy, Alpha M, who has a massive YouTube channel on for men on like fitness, grooming, styling, clothing, all that kind of stuff for men. Um, 
and it's a great channel. And YouTube, like YouTube is great in general because it's private, but like men would be able to ask dumb questions that they wouldn't ask other men. They'd be ashamed or embarrassed to ask other men. They wouldn't ask women. Who do you ask? The internet. And when you ask the internet, you're basically asking Google or YouTube or both because they're the same, right? They're not getting on Instagram for this. They might follow Alpha M on Instagram, but when they want a specific question answered, like, um, what should I, and I'm, I'm getting TMI here. What should I use to trim up down there? Okay, I'm just, I'm being real. We can be real, right? We're friends, right? Men and women are gonna type in questions like that from the safety of their own home. They don't have to ask that as an embarrassing question in front of a real human. They can ask and the internet can deliver smart people like Alpha M and female equivalents who have made videos on manscaping and the such, who have made videos on even like simple, let's not do a weird TMI like, with a button-up shirt, button-down shirt. How many buttons am I supposed to button? Am I supposed to button the top button? Like, this is this might sound dumb if you're a woman. This is not dumb. Like, men don't know. Like, we don't know how to dress ourselves. And if we're smart, so there's, there's male, there's a man. Then there's smart man, who still doesn't know anything, but at least has the smarts to ask the internet for the answer, right? And then there's super educated man, who has gone up that ladder from regular man to ask the internet smart man to now I know the answer man and I have confidence. And that man is probably crushing it and his woman probably really thinks he's awesome. That's where you want to be, man, by the way. So if you don't know, ask the internet. And when you ask the internet, somebody shows up. It's gonna, YouTube is gonna serve up somebody. So if you were in the male grooming fitness, you know, styling world, dude, you should be making videos on how many buttons. Do you button the top button or not? What should you use for manscaping? Like all these things. There's even videos. There's even videos that he's put out, Alpha M in particular, on like if you're in a picture, even if it's like a group selfie or someone's taking a picture, like how you should position your body so you look great, right? And and women know this, but like men don't. And so like somebody got smart and made a video on this because men who are smart are secretly asking the internet, how can I look good in a photo? And so it's like exactly what not to do. Like you know, make sure your arms aren't if you're shorter, don't put them on the guy's shoulder next to you. Like maybe go for the lower back or, you know, like don't, don't do this. Like all my whole point is YouTube is the place where normal people type in normal things that they genuinely want the answer to. Even if they're not deep, dark secret things, they're just like, how do you get a mortgage? Like, how do you invest in the stock market? Like basic questions. If you, whatever your niche is, what are the basic things that your people are typing in? You, you could sit down right now and in five minutes probably come up with 25 different common questions people are typing into YouTube. And that's a great place to start is questions. The questions that you get. Why don't you have videos on that? You should. You should have a video on every single one of those questions. If you run out of content ideas, just think of all the questions you've ever gotten or that you know if you were your target market. A lot of times that's where we are. Like if you're a fitness guru, you probably at one point were out of shape and you and you weren't happy with your body and you, you got determined to change things and you lost weight and got in shape and became addicted to health and, and fitness and wellness and you realized you wanna go on a crusade to help other people. And so if you were just to think back to the you five, 10 years ago when you were out of shape, overweight, unhealthy, confused. What were you thinking back then? What were you asking back then? That's your content because there's people right now that are asking those questions. Do you see where I'm going with this? It is not SEO trickery. It is not keyword trickery. It is just 
basic common sense. And you make videos on those common sense things because that's what people are typing in. The way YouTube works, here's the short of it, is relevancy, okay? It's all about relevancy. YouTube, how do they make money? They sell ads. How do they sell lots of ads? If they can guarantee to these advertisers that they have lots of eyeballs and, and lots of people watching their content for hours on end. So what does YouTube want? They want you and I to stay on YouTube and watch videos all day long. And they're competing with the likes of Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus, right? They need you to watch. How do they get you to watch all day long? By dishing up relevant content that you can't help but want to watch. All that takes you to is that, okay, their algorithm is going to favor relevancy then. It's going to favor content creators who dish up a piece of content that is exactly what somebody was looking for. How do they determine that? Well, somebody types in like how to lose weight as a woman, then they're gonna dish up videos that have those terms in the title, my friend, who have those terms in the description, my friend, who have those terms in the tags, my friend, because those are the only things that they can pull in terms of crawling they can also crawl what you say in the videos because they can crawl the captions that they auto-caption. So it is smart to say in the first few moments of your video what you're going to be talking about. Bonus tip there as well. But it's going to pull those things. That's the first level of defense it has to hopefully say, here's search person, we've delivered videos that we think are relevant to you. And if somebody clicks on it, they've done their first step. But YouTube used to just stop there. If somebody clicked on it and got a view, they would say, oh, this must be a relevant video. We will dish this person's channel up and, and all their videos because we know they got views. They're getting lots of views. They must be good. But we know now that's only half the story, right? To get someone to click on your video is impressive, yes. But you could trick them by having a clickbait title and a clickbait thumbnail, but when they click on it, they realize it's not what they came for at all, right? It's not what they came for at all, and they'll click away. And now the person who was searching for a video is irritated with YouTube because that's not what they wanted at all. And eventually, if they get a lot of that, they're going to leave the platform and go somewhere else. YouTube cannot afford to have that happen. So they changed their currency, as it were, about four years ago from watch, excuse me, from views to watch time. That's the analytic that they, they measure inside your Google, your YouTube analytics, excuse me, is watch time. How many minutes on average do your people watch of your videos? So if you have a higher watch time than someone else, you must have really relevant content because they clicked on it and they kept watching. They don't have to watch the whole thing, by the way. Like, I don't I, I'd have to look up what the average watch time is and I'll, I'll have to do that after this episode right now. But it's low, right? Because people's attention spans are low. But if you can get people to click on your video because the title and the YouTube and the thumbnail seem relevant and they watch a few minutes of that junk, that's gonna boost your score in the algorithm because you've got relevant content. You see how simple this is? To do that, all you have to do is make videos on what your target market is looking for and then deliver in the video. It keeps you honest as a content creator, as a brand. It democratizes the platform. The, the algorithm doesn't favor big YouTube channels anymore like it once did. I have a massive subscriber base, but in my niche, people with a tiny subscriber base are competing with me on videos and on terms because they're dishing up really relevant videos. It forces me to not be lazy and say, oh, I got half a million subscribers. Of course, I'm going to keep showing up in the YouTube search results. No, I need to deliver. It's good. It's good for everybody. So this is a long step one, but it's the most important step. Without the step, you got no chance, right? So it is create relevant content that your target audience is searching for right now. Step two, 
offer an irresistible lead magnet in your videos to grow your email list. Getting people to watch your videos is not enough. Our goal as a business is not to grow a massive YouTube following. Our goal is to grow our business. The best way to do that, especially if you want to do it automated, more passive, is to have an email list that eventually pitches a product. So you need to get people off of YouTube because, again, you and I are going to use YouTube just as a discoverability platform, just as a place to get leads, right? I don't, I don't care about having a bunch of followers on YouTube. That was never my goal. My goal was to get leads onto my email list, right? So you create amazing, relevant content. People are watching it. You should always mention your lead magnet at the end of the video, at the beginning and end of your video, in the middle of your video. And it should be an irresistible free offering, a free piece of content. PDFs work great. Little checklists and cheat sheets work great. A bonus exclusive video works great. Anything that they can download that's like, a, oh my gosh, I got to have this. I can't believe he's just giving this away for free kind of thing. And they have to click away and enter their email address to get that download. And it puts them on your email list as well. That's the whole purpose for you of your video. There are other purposes, but that's the ultimate action you want people to take. More so than liking the video, more so than subscribing to the channel, which are all good for you and they do boost you in the algorithm. But again, getting boosted in the algorithm isn't the end goal. It is a means to an end. The end is to get them off YouTube and onto your email list. So if you have, just, just cut to the chase. If you could only ask them to do one thing in the video, it would be to, to opt into your list and you do that by offering them the lead magnet. So that's what you want ultimately more than anything. Step one, creating that relevant content that they're searching for right now. Step two is always offer your irresistible lead magnet to grow your email list. Step three then is outside of YouTube is to have an automated email funnel that delivers the lead magnet, over delivers with extra goodies, and then pitches your product. This is a pre-written sequence of emails. If you use Kajabi or ConvertKit or MailChimp or Aweber or whatever you use for your email client, you pre-written these emails, it's all synced up. It, it, it does all that work for you. So right now, every day, especially right now, even while I'm, I'm recording this for you, even while you're watching it, people are discovering me on YouTube on both platforms. They are hearing about a lead magnet, something amazing that I'm offering for free. They're opting in to download it and to be put on my email list. They're getting delivered that amazing free thing. They're getting over-delivered something awesome that's exclusive that they can't get anywhere else. And then over the next couple of days, they're getting pitched one or two of my, my products. I've pre-crafted these emails. I know they convert. I know they work well. I know they add value. Is everybody going to buy? No. Statistically, most won't. I just need a small percentage to buy. And that's how I make money. If you didn't have a digital product, you could still use the same system to uh, get people to apply for a free coaching session or a discovery call or something like that, right? Where you're trying to get leads for your coaching packages. Uh, I have a friend of mine who's also um, a super successful entrepreneur in the online music space. And so he wants people to opt into his list for a freebie. And then they get offered a free strategy session uh, where they get on this one-on-one -on -one call. And what they try to do then is for that one-on-one -on -one call is pitch a $5,000 coaching program. Most people maybe don't take it, but they just need a certain percentage to convert. Uh, and then they have this massive high-ticket coaching program that they sell, and that's what they do. Either way, you're using the same tools. Leads 
to get on your email list to automated funnel that does what you need to do and presents and offers and pitches what you need to offer. And then step four is as simple as can be, rinse and repeat, sucker. Rinse and repeat, right? Um, My business is ridiculously simple. It's not always easy. You gotta, I mean, I gotta create content that's hopefully compelling. I have to deliver a ton of value for free up front to get you to even know that I exist, to show you that I have value to offer, to help you out. I believe in a generosity-minded business, right? The model is I give first. I never ask you to buy anything first. If, if you've noticed how this works, if you've seen any of my pitches, I'm not pitching here on YouTube. I'm, I'm offering you free content right now. I'm not pitching in this podcast. I'm offering free content right now. You see what's happening here? I'm serving you. I'm giving first. I'm offering my lead magnet. If you're paying attention, it was at the beginning of this video, the beginning of this episode. It's coming up and again in a minute too. Pitching my lead magnet, which is an amazing free content. Again, giving again. If you opt in, I'm going to give you something else again. Hint, hint. And then I'm also going to offer you something that I think most of you who are following this would really benefit from. And it's paid. But you don't have to buy it. But you could. Probably should. It's a pretty good deal. But you see how this works? I give first, give again, over it, deliver it, give again. There's three things I've given minimum before I ever, ever pitch anything. It's a beautiful model. And so all I focus on now is the content side of things. Once I've got the products built, once I've got the email funnel built, once I've got an idea of who I'm serving, once I've got the lead magnet or magnets in place, then it makes my job very simple. My job now moving forward is to just continue to create relevant content on YouTube, to continue to do it on the podcast. I did it for years with a written blog. All of that's great. It's all the same thing. I just think we're talking about YouTube right now. I think it's a great platform for just about every business. It's a very simple model. I don't want to be big on YouTube. You don't need to be big on YouTube. I don't want to be big on Instagram. You don't need to be big on Instagram. If we all get big on Instagram and YouTube, great. That's awesome. We have more influence on the internet. What we want, and I'm assuming what you want if you're paying attention to this, is to grow your business. To grow your business to either meet your income goals or to automate your business and grow it to a point where it really does a lot of the heavy lifting for you. And so you don't have to be in the office as many hours a week. That's that's the ultimate goal. How do we get there? I'm here to tell you that YouTube is a much better platform than Instagram to do that. Two things. One, if you disagree with me and you're watching on YouTube, let me know below. Don't be mean. You don't have to be mean. Just let me know. If you totally disagree, if you think Instagram is a better platform than YouTube to grow your business, give me a good reason why. I'll listen to it. I'll pay attention. Especially if you've used it successfully, let us all know. That's great. If you do agree or you're starting to come around, let me know in a comment below if you're watching on YouTube um, that you're going to start. And let me know when you're going to upload your first YouTube video. I want to know. I want to hold you accountable. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, A, on Apple Podcasts, leave me a review and let me know what you thought of this episode. And if you agree or disagree, email me, graham at grahamcochran.com if you want to have a conversation about it. If you just need to get this thing going though, like Graham, that sounds great, but I don't have time to just upload YouTube videos and hope I get discovered. Well, 
I'll tell you two things. One, still do it because it will be the long game that's going to help you out a year from now, six months from now. But if you need to make money in the next 30 days, please download my 30-day online income jumpstart. It is a super actionable, no fluff, hardly any full sentences, okay? There are not even too many full sentences for you to have to read, just bullets. Week one, do this, 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 this to figure out who your audience is, what you could offer them. Week two, week three, how you start to build an audience, how you get good at content using some free platforms. It's very specific. And then how to create something that you can sell, how to know how to price it, how to deliver it, all of that goodness, how to make your first sale in the next 30 days. It's a great tool. Many of you have been downloading it and just been taking action. And that's really what it's designed to do is to make you have no more excuses. Just take action because I know you need to make money and you need to build an income stream either to replace what you lost or to supplement what you still have and to come out of this pandemic, to come out of this recession that we'll be in if we're not already in it, stronger, where a year from now, you've got an entire new income stream that's starting to boom. It's so powerful. I want you to have it. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. Or if you're watching on YouTube, you can click the link below and download the 30-day online income jumpstart. That's grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. Thanks again for listening and watching, hanging out with me for all this time. I hope you and your family stay healthy, stay safe, and I'll see you in another episode real soon.